Hey friend, welcome back to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I'm Mike McCurry, your host. Thank you so very much for joining me once again today. I'm going to ask you if you would to grab your Bibles. We're going to make it almost to the halfway point of the book of Mark chapter number Two today, we're beginning to pick up a little bit of speed, a little bit of momentum. You're thinking, Mikey, you better keep this momentum up, or we're going to be in the book of Mark forever. Well, I was listening to my father-in-law. He was preaching. He's working through the book of Ephesians. He was in Galatians, now in Ephesians, and we've been in chapter one of Ephesians for the longest time. Of course, I kind of hop, skip, and jump through the study because I'm not here every Wednesday evening when he's working through the study, but they've still been in the book of Ephesians chapter number one for a while he made the statement there's a lot of places you can get stuck and it's not good but getting stuck in scripture that's a good place to be and there's some wisdom there's some profound wisdom to that we are though in the book of mark chapter number two and we're going to look at verse number we're going to read verses one through twelve is where we're going to be in just a moment here while we do that while you get there mark chapter two let me tell you about a gospel tract I'm telling you this week and today about some gospel tracks that I carry with me. The one I have in my hand right now, it's called The Warrior. Had the opportunity to co-write this with one of our staff members, Brother Matt Pearson. He is a Marine. He can't say was a Marine. He is a Marine, now retired, spent over 20 years in. And he has, of course, a unique militaristic outlook on life as far as reaching people for the gospel. And he and I had the opportunity, of course, my father was in the army for many years. He and I had the opportunity to work together on this gospel tract and for reaching law enforcement, for reaching military, Marines, sailors, Coast Guard, soldiers, airmen, you name it. I don't know, what do they call people in the Space Force? I'll have to figure that out. Sorry, my mind just took off like a rabbit. They don't call them astronauts, spacemen. Anyway, we'll figure it out. Everybody that serves in any sort of capacity like that, EMTs even, medical professionals, people that deal with things that the average person does not have to on a normal basis, they see some things that stick with them. I told you this before, but I, I had this gospel tract and I was at a, uh, let's see, it was a burger place in California. I think it was In-N-Out because In-N-Out's phenomenal was there, and a gentleman, big burly uh, police officer was there, bulletproof vest on. He was probably 6'6", thereabouts. I don't know how he folded himself into his police car. He was massive. It looked like he worked out just out with massive forearms. He didn't look like he needed a thing in the world, except for his burgers, I should say. Walk up to, walked up to him. Here's the phrase I use when I hand out this gospel tract, especially the veterans, law enforcement. I say, you probably don't need this, but I bet you know somebody that does. And I'll hand that gospel tract to them and I'll ask them to read it. I don't want to, I don't necessarily put the onus on them. Hey, you probably have mental problems. You probably have PTSD. That's a, that's a difficult thing to tell somebody. But to say, to, to give them the responsibility, hey, you may not need this, but I bet you know somebody that does. And it's amazing to hear that man look at me and say, you know, I've seen some difficult things and I've been able to brush most of them off. But my wife is law enforcement as well. She's been a police officer for some 15 years. He didn't even look old enough to have been married for 15 years. But 15 years. And he said about five years ago, she saw some things that he insinuated had, had to do with some children and death. She saw some things that affected her greatly. And it, she still hasn't been able to shake that off. I think I'm going to read this and I'm going to give it to her. 
And I pulled out. He got his burgers to go and got in a car. And he was sitting there reading it. I walked by. I was on the other side of the parking lot. I glanced over. I could see the glare of the streetlights that evening. He was reading that gospel tract. And then I saw very quickly about five minutes later, well, two minutes later, that his lights flipped on and he resumed out of the parking lot to respond to a call. In that amount of time, he, I'm sure he did not read this entire thing, but I pray that his appetite was, was wet just a little bit and he decided to read the rest of that and pass it on to his wife. Let me encourage you, friend. Go to BibleTracksInc.org and get this gospel tract today. Mark chapter number 2, verses 1 through 12, the Bible says this, And again he, meaning Jesus, entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together, insomuch there was no room to receive them, no, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them, and they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was, And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. What did he say? Thy sins be forgiven thee? Who can say that? Well, only God can. We're going to get into that in just a moment. Verse number six. But there were certain of the scribes sitting there reasoning in their hearts. Why does this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your hearts? Whether is it easier to say to the sick of the palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise, and take up thy bed and walk? But that ye may know the son of, that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins, he saith to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, and take up thy bed, and go thy way into thine house. And immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed, and glorified God, saying, We have never seen it on this fashion. In the next six minutes or so, I want to give you just one clear thought today. Talk is cheap. Can I tell you, friend, talk is cheap. We do a lot of talking as humans, don't we? We talk about this and that. We talk about other people. and But you know what? When God speaks, it's a little more expensive. But the interesting thing is, God doesn't just speak. He does. God spoke the world into existence. He said, let there be light, and there was light. In his very breath, was the power to breathe into the nostrils of Adam, the breath of life. When Think about that. Jesus, God Almighty, doesn't even need to speak. He just needs to breathe, and life can be conveyed. Talk, human talk, my talk, can I be frank, your talk is cheap. But God's talk, oh, my friend, when he talks, angels perk up their ears. When he talks, all of nature stills, and the Sea of Galilee goes glass. Friend, Talk is cheap, except when Jesus is talking. You know, if you really want to see God work, it's interesting as we look at this passage here. If you really want to see God work, there are two distinct ways to do so. Number one, you can believe him. You say, yo, I guess that makes sense. Believing God results in him working. Yeah, without faith, it's impossible to please him. But there's another way. If you want to see God do something, 
doubt him. You say, well, what are you talking about? These Pharisees, who can forgive sins? Only God can do that. He said, yeah, I did it. I am God. I am the Son of Man, the Son of God. And not only can I say thy sins be forgiven thee, but I can also say arise and take up thy bed and something happens. The man sick of the palsy gets up. It's funny. He asked that question. Where was verse number Verse number eight and nine, and immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, why reason ye these things in your hearts? Whether is it easier to say to the sick of the palsy, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, arise and take up thy bed and walk? Here's the funny thing. The actual answer to that question is, it's just as easy to say both of those things but it's a whole lot more difficult to get any action, to get any results, to make any impact with those words. Parents, let me talk to you for a moment. You saying, go to bed to your four and five-year-old. I have a four and five-year-old. You saying, go to bed is different than your children actually going to bed. You know why? Because if it's 8.30, my kids normally go to bed about 8.30 or so. That way they get enough sleep for, maybe they should go to bed earlier or later. You can tell me. Uh, you can tell me how to parent my kids. I say that tongue-in-cheek. Feel free to. Our kids go to sleep about 8.30 or so, okay? That works for our schedule. Well, why did I get off on that? Oh, that's why. Me saying go to bed at 8.30 is predicated on a few different things. They've got to make sure their bed is, the room is cleaned, bedroom. They've got to make sure that the uh, living room is cleaned. We've got to make sure they brush their teeth. We've got to read a story together. We've got to pray for our missionaries and pray together before we go to sleep. There's a lot of things that happen in that bedtime ritual before my kids go to sleep. And so if I get fed up and say, go to sleep, 8.30, it's 8.30, you guys need to be asleep. Be asleep. But if I don't lay the groundwork, 8 o'clock, hey, it's time to clean up now. All right, 8.15, we're going to brush teeth now. All right, make sure pajamas, everything is on. Here we go. We're going to sleep now. We're going to pray. For those kids to be even close to wound down and ready to go to sleep at 8.30, there's a lot of work I got to put into it. Me just saying, it's easy to say, go to bed. But the chances of it happening, oh, it's slim to none, friend, if I don't do the work. Well, Jesus Christ, he is more than capable of doing all the work as necessary. When he said, son, thy sins be forgiven thee, he forgave him, forgive my snap, just like that. He forgave. Do you know who can forgive sins? Uh, Allah can't. Buddha can't. Confucius can't. Fill in the blank. Hanuman, the monkey god of the Hindu world. You, you can't name me a god, little g. No, only, only, my friend, the king of kings. Capital K. King of little k. Kings can forgive sins. But not only that, he can help you right where you are at the same time. He said to him, Whether is it easier to say to the sick of the palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and take up thy bed and walk? Verse number 10. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. He saith to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise and take up thy bed and go thy way into thine house. You want to see God work? Believe him. You want to see God work? Doubt him, because he'll prove you wrong every single time. These Pharisees, oh, we, he can't do anything. What happened? You, you want to surprise God? You want to make God marvel? I've mentioned this before, but who was it? The, the ruler of people with a child that needed to be healed, and God marvels. Jesus marveled at his belief. Then in Mark chapter 6, we're going to get there in a little while, but he marveled at their unbelief, those people from his hometown. You know what? God, if you believe him, he will prove you right. 
But if you doubt him, he'll always prove you wrong. Let me encourage you, friend. If you're listening right now, believe God. Don't be on the doubting side of the spectrum. Believe God. Talk is cheap. When, I, when I'm talking, unless I'm speaking from the Bible, which I hope to more often than not, unless I'm talking about God, talk is cheap. But friend, when God speaks, we better perk our ears up. We better take notice because he always makes a massive impact when he speaks. Our talk is cheap and his never is. Join us next week on the Bible Tract Echoes Radio broadcast. Remember, you can listen to the podcast version, the archived version of this broadcast. You can watch the video version on YouTube as well. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, my prayer as always is that you have a great day for his glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracts Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.